0: Hey out there to all people and untalented writers, this is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy that loves chowing down on a handful of olives, Cortland. How are you
1: doing, Cortland? Oh, uh, Brandon, I knew you were going to talk about the olives. I don't like olives. I
0: had to. I
1: had to do it. I knew it.
0: It's the all only the... thing I remember from that episode. <laughs> the only thing that <laughs> Never stood out. Movies. <laughs> I do. I really do. Are so you doing all right? I'm doing good. Haven't I'm doing talked good. to you in a week. Too long, yeah, not long enough, I'd say. But anyway, enough about you, Cortland. Because joining us today from the Flyover State of Fear podcast, we have
2: Joe. How are you doing, Joe? Hey guys, I'm good. How are you? I like I like martinis and olives in martinis. <laughs> if, All uh, right, well,
0: throw away counts. the martini and just have yeah. the olive. How are you feeling? You know, and
2: I usually throw away the olives to the point if you know we're out and we get two to three martinis i'm just like just use the brine just yeah right get rid of we don't need to keep putting the garnish in there i don't think i've ever had a, a normal martini before oh yeah you gotta It's extra dirty <laughs> <laughs> but i'm doing well thanks for uh having me on and um you know uh really looking forward to, uh to talking goosebumps or in any sort of this uh, child's anthology horror in general.
1: Yeah, it's all good. So, a couple of weeks ago, I got to guest star on your podcast, Joe. We talked about Return of the Living Dead Part 2.
2: Yeah, it was a blast. And I, uh, you introduced me to that movie, um, oddly enough. And uh, I absolutely <laughs> loved it. Um, the only thing I've been like hitting my head with these days, like since we've recorded and the episode's released... Uh, you know, whoever's listening, go check that on the YouTube and podcast services. But, mm-hmm. uh, I used, if you look at the thumbnail, it says part three. Oh, does it? I and thought it was part And it's the graphic logo. of two, and I realized it way too late, and I have just been like, oh, I gotta go back and change that. I'm not going to. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either, dude. It's alright. Um, I didn't notice it. I seen the graphic, I was like, yep, that's definitely
1: two. Yeah. <laughs> and then I listened to it. I think what I did was I,
2: I took two, I mean, I did graphics from two, and then I googled, like, you know logo and then there's this shirt, grabbed it popped it together reviewed it <laughs> um but no we had a we had a great time talking about that show and then actually some of what your we uh, you know what your podcast is about yes. and uh yeah. our love for um our are you for the dark yeah we had we
1: had some really good conversations about are you afraid of the dark for a little while in the beginning it was really it was really exciting i'd love to talk about it with people that aren't people i know in real life because if <laughs> you know how it goes like i don't <laughs> we to yeah. talk with people that are over the internet that really enjoy it, too. It's There's a lot of more fun conversations that can come from it.
2: I've been finding myself um, just, like, completely uh, using Now Are You For The Dark specifically as a litmus test uh, for mm-hmm. the difference of Gen Z and Millennials.
1: It's a good one, um, yeah.
2: So, like, for listeners, I, I'm recently 30, and, like, several of my friends have, uh, like, girlfriends that are, like, 26, 25, maybe, right? And that's, like, that cutoff, I think, of, you know, did you have a landline or, like, use floppy disks probably now. Mm -hmm. And I've mentioned just in casual conversation, are you for the dark? Because it's something I I watch on my own and have things of. And more than twice they've looked at me and go, I don't know what that is or thought it was something else.
1: What a beautiful opportunity. To introduce them to Are You Afraid of the Dark?
2: That's everybody
0: in Australia, because no one here knows what that is. So I'm, like, trying to explain to them. I'm like, yeah, we did this podcast, we talk about this show, and they're just like, what? Even people, like, my age.
2: Yeah, was it ever, like, released on, um, like, by a different name or something uh, down there? I'm
0: sure, I'm sure it was around here somewhere, but it must not have been any kind of popular thing because no one knows what it is it's so
2: odd i mean i guess it's not it's you know very uh north america but yeah yeah i i just, it stunned me every time and um yeah i know you guys did uh, the whole series uh and i know when uh Cortland and i talked like i think we could have went on for three more like three hours about oh absolutely. just that and uh you know what's funny? The episode we talked about, what we're doing today, um, uh, Goosebumps, uh, I thought it shared the one actress who played Alex uh, with one of my favorite episodes, but the age difference was too wide, so it's definitely not that.
1: That is one thing. I haven't looked up the actors, you know, talking about the episode we're going to cover. I didn't look up the actors yet, mm-hmm. so I'm really excited to see what else they've been in. Cause they, yeah,
2: it was the... The um, spoilers weren't great. <laughs> yeah, no, it was the girl who played Alex. I thought <laughs> she was... Um, the girl vampire in the night shift of Ari for the Dark, which is my favorite oh. episode. It might have just been like yeah. the redhead thing. Interesting. I know exactly
1: what you're talking about. Yeah, like the, uh, what's her name?
2: Margo or whatever? Yes, and I'm sorry, I'm coughing.
1: That's okay. That will edit right out, Joe. You're good. <laughs> no
2: worries. Yeah, anyway, so I thought that was funny. Like, oh, there's a connection here, and uh, as I shared with you. That's my completely favorite episode of all time. It's such a good episode. And that's one of my favorite
1: parts about moving over to Goosebumps is seeing some of the kids that were in Are You Afraid of the Dark just a couple years older. Mm -hmm. Or in some cases, because the the reboot happened in 1999, some of them are a little bit younger. And it's really cool to see them in stuff again. I don't know. Absolutely. (laughs) It's it's really fun. (laughs) Familiar faces, yeah.
0: Okay. We should... uh... We've all watched the goosebumps episode the blob that ate everyone what did you guys think of this episode
2: joe i'll ask you first okay yeah um it's boring (laughs) i like i don't like that was my first initial i want to like i think that there's some fun things and silly things in there but it kind of nothing happens yeah um yeah yeah, you're not wrong. No, i mean we could talk about it we'll we'll fill the airwaves with the information but definitely uh, like i said i did read the book and it matches up like almost perfectly they changed like a few settings and like remove some characters you know i'm sure for for the best simplicity (laughs) um but like in the in the book there was a magic pen that all he also got from the typewriter shop oh shit yeah so there's a little more interesting things in there that could happened. um and even like you know the intro like dream sequence wasn't what it was but i did like the monster that's i guess i want to start with more positives than just like it was pouring i like the monster <laughs> yeah. i think the monster looked really fun i love the like the veininess of the purple tongue mm-hmm. but that would that would be my kind of initial thoughts and i, I watched the episode about three times to just try to really like grab something from it. There's this part in this
1: episode. I feel like this episode is 22 minutes long, but it only has like 18 minutes of footage in it because there's this part where it like, I don't know. Like it wants me to think I'm stupid or something because it'll like something will happen when they write on the typewriter and then it'll show like, it happened, and then they'll go back to the typewriter, and it's slow motion, like,
2: goosh, yes. click,
1: goosh, click, the, the words. And I'm just like, the first time it happened, I was you like, remember that thing okay. that happened three seconds ago? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the first time it happened, I was like, okay, all right. Then it happened again, and I was like, okay. And then it happened again, and I was like, all right, what the fuck is going on? And then it happened to fucking Major teeth. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to turn this off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, You know what? You say that. That's how it was in the book, too. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> how did they transfer yeah. that from hey, the book? It truly was like and a knock at the door.
0: I was going to ask how the whole thing flows in the book, if it's slightly less like dead air. or uh,
2: Yeah, so just... I read the book in 40 minutes. I'm not a reader. This is the first book I've read in probably three years. Um, I've like, sped read it because I mean it's 100 pages or something like that. And it, I mean, it flows because it's short chapters, but it's very, like, you know, the the scene where they find the typewriter is a lot more interesting. There's a lot more tenseness. They're hiding. She's looking. The lights turn off. It's not instant, right? And then they bring it home, and the parents stop both Alex and Zach. And, you know, they're like, what are you doing with that? Like, you bring home junk. (laughs) Um, But... It, you know, it works, and I it did relate to that. I used to bring home random, um, like CRT TVs that I'd find on the side of the road at like
1: yeah. around
2: that age or younger. So I'm like, cool. And then, like, uh, but the scenes of like them in the the room typing with the storm, and then Adam coming a- absolutely at play. They play a little more on like, um, Zach's bullied, and, okay. That's uh, something
1: that really doesn't get addressed in the episode, I feel.
2: Yeah, yeah, that he's more picked on and he has a lot of fears. Mm-hmm. Even though he writes scary stories. That's, like, the theme. That's, I think, the purpose of this story, like, what it's going for. And there's another set of twins that, like, help Adam bully. Yeah, but other than that, like, you know, there's some nice moments. Like, the dad, I'm just trying to remember the book. Uh, the dad, like, fixes up the typewriter and puts a new ribbon in it, you know. And he's like, yeah, write your stories, buddy. Like, it's a nice story.
1: Oh, um, sweet. I'm excited to talk about the dad, just to let you guys yeah, know. Yeah,
2: and I think, if I remember correctly, <laughs> and this could be wrong as could be. I think the shop owner, like, lives across the street from him, too, and the mom goes over to, like, hang out. Or there's a character that, like, like at the end of the episode when the mom was, like, they're, like, oh, your mom's at the, the grocery mart or whatever. She was just, like, across the street in hmm, the book. Okay. Which is all little things. So, like, I mean, like I said, I don't read books. I'm not going to be the guy who sits and reads Harry Potter and then critiques the, the movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the I would say the book flowed a little better than... The movie with dead air like there were little things happening and then it even the ending like it was like he had to go to to stop the monster and it all happens very similar but he goes to the grocery store and is picking up like meat and they make a joke about meat and the kids scare him like picking up a piece of brajol or maybe it was a brajol but it was like a piece of veal or something and it was like (laughs) you know things like that and like but the blob's like taking on the town not just like in the video store I had a feeling yeah. it would be a little more high stakes. So that, like I said, it, it, like I said, I sped read it and immediately watched the episode.
0: What do you think, Brandon? Th- this isn't one of my favorite episodes. And uh, you can't help but compare it to the tale of the dream machine. And that's not even one of my favorite episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? But you know what? <laughs> I'm not even going to say that that's a better episode than this. <laughs> but i think i had more fun watching that because i yeah. i just kept thinking like this fucking main character like what is he doing
2: the whole time and yeah. this like it was all right i wish they um i just wish they in both the book and this i wish they played more with this magical typewriter they don't yeah. do a lot things of that, yeah. come to life and i can make things and we maybe like you know you know wouldn't it be great if there was a scene of like Hey, I have a, a, you know, a chocolate cake appears with worms yeah. in it or something, right? And then it appears. It would have been. I'm just trying to think very R.L. Stein, but like it would have been more fun. I mean, because it's funny the Dream Machine, which I guess I just googled is like, I guess a blind spot of R for the Dark for me. I've seen every episode, but I'm, it's not ringing a bell. It reminded me a lot of um of the one where the the babysitter tells.
1: Oh the, yeah, Bookish the, Babysitter.
2: Yeah, I love that episode. It reminded me of that too, like things come to life. Uh that's the premise of the the Goosebumps movie with Jack Black is, you know, all the stories are real. True. I don't know. It and I think the, the um what's the what's it called, guys? Uh Scary Stories movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scary the Stories same, are telling about yeah, that
0: same trope. As well as like the Are You Afraid of the Dark uh Carnival of Doom?
2: season was oh yeah i love that too <laughs> yeah it's just stories like coming, coming to life coming to life yeah i just like this episode shows the brandon like you're saying and not to do anything with it yeah it was, it was a shame yeah
0: well we'll talk about all that because we're gonna go over the entire episode scene by scene
2: <laughs> very nice
0: so we'll start at the beginning uh, the episode starts with an establishing shot of the boxiest house I have ever seen. You guys, this is a big. It is square. like a perfect cube.
1: That's great. with with windows. It yeah. it has to be a miniature. I don't, dude. They get some of the like fanciest looking houses for Are You Afraid of the Dark and Goosebumps. Canada real estate is where it's at. It's just a, a box. Yeah, that's like
0: five million dollars.
1: I'm sure. Yeah, I'd
0: get that house.
2: (laughs) In Saskatchewan.
0: (laughs) We cut to a young boy and girl in the basement, and they're listening to some fake CNC Music Factory music, and the boy, Zach, is complaining about having to clean up down there. The girl, Alex, sees a wooden box prominently displayed on top of a table, and she pretends like she discovered something hidden. (laughs) Zach tells her not to touch it, and she asks why, and he says... Can't you read? And the camera shows the top of the box, and in very childish handwriting, it says,
2: Top Secret Science Project. Beware.
0: Alex reads that, that and without hesitating, she throws that lid right off. Inside is a bunch of worms, which, yeah, Yeah. Arlstein loves fucking worms.
2: Uh, (laughs) I guess, (laughs) phrasing, Brandon. go eat worms right like it's it's easy we throw them in there kids think they're creepy yeah and, and the writing too it's like it's so deliberately printed on I love the way that Beware is all like shaky, like beware. Like while you yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine the kid yeah. being like ooh, as he's writing it down. What if like <laughs> what if you like uh Zach just pulled out a crowbar and was like, here, use this. That would have been awesome.
1: <laughs> but instead she lifts up the lid and the box just collapses because it's made out of like nothing. Yeah. Don't need to keep worms secure.
2: I, ah. I think that was one thing like I just said, the, the book's a blur, and I I hate if Apologies if I keep just referring to it. I think in the book, like, they're like, that's, like, intro. Like, we like to collect worms, and then we found, they were in a field, and we found a, a, a purple veiny worm. That's the one we like to collect, and then it turned uh. into a blob monster, and it's, like, the same reveal of, like, it's just a story he's telling. That's cool. A little, but, a little more backstory to the useless, yeah. pointless backstory. <laughs> but, you know, th- this was... Uh, This, I thought instantly, though, I'm like, oh, we're starting with, uh," because I did watch the episode first as well, before the book, and then watched it again and again. I thought, like, I was like, oh, we're going to do that thing that they've done in several episodes where we're just getting to the ending of this episode, and you are going to tell us how we got here.
1: That'd be interesting. Yeah. That's none of that.
2: (laughs) No. No. (laughs) So, Alex
0: gasps at the sight of the worms, but then she just shrugs and says, they're just worms, and she starts grabbing them. Zach... ...seems genuinely confused and asks why there's worms down there. And then Alex notices something in the pile of worms and grabs for it. When she does, a giant purple veiny looking worm tentacle pops up and hisses at the kids. Zach tells her to run, and she does. He tries to get out of there after her, but the worm thing wraps itself around his legs and pulls him down. He struggles and screams for someone to help him for like a minute... As Alex stands on the stairs doing nothing. (laughs) That's a theme. It Definitely. Yeah. The screen then fades to white. And when it fades back in. Zach is sitting on some steps outside of a building. And he says. What do you guys think? Alex is there along with another boy. And she says. That was the scariest story you've ever written. (laughs) Which doesn't say a lot for his horror stories these characters just love writing about themselves don't they
2: oh that's that is brought up in the book oh is it okay yeah like i told you this is a faithful adaptation like if a kid was doing a (laughs) book report and watched the episode they'd get a b plus (laughs) um we may or may not have done that in our lives yeah he he mentions because that's a theme i i'm gonna like hopefully this last time i bring up the book it's not um no (laughs) i wish i was talking about the show the episode more um he uh he keeps going back every time he gets bullied or the type the things don't work even in this thing he's like i'm gonna write the story even scarier and scarier and he writes it on paper first before he gets it to to the typewriter and you know or uh actually the computer because his parents bought him a new computer um Nice. But at one point, Alex asked him, like, oh, so we're the characters? He was like, yeah, the best thing to write about is yourself. That's cool.
1: They don't say any of that in the episode.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no. because he gets bullied. Um, like you said, I mean, in this, it's just by Adam. But it, there, like, there's those two. Uh, you see kids in the background behind Adam at the end in the video store. But there's uh, these two um, twins they write in the book who are even meaner. And he likes writing the stories of, like, I like get making them get cat, you know, get be the ones of my terror to i guess cope with his his bulliness
1: (laughs) right that makes sense i know we haven't talked about adam yet but i was really confused about him as a character because in this beginning section right here he's sitting along with um zach Mm -hmm. and alex and i thought he was just like their you know number three you know they were all just good buddies but that's not really how it is like he's kind of a jerk
0: (laughs) no it wasn't until the very end that I kind of, like, got, oh, you're not friends at all. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was just, like, they're friends, but this kid's kind of a jerk, and, like, they're friends, but they, like, give each other shit. You know, friends do that. Yeah. and But no, no, this, this kid just kind of hangs around, but also hates him. Maybe the person read,
2: like, half the manuscript to make this episode. <laughs> you know? And then just... Shut it off. And then it was like, okay, I'm going to just fill in the blanks. They cut our budgets.
0: There's a lot of blanks.
2: Yeah. So Zach says,
0: yeah, I call this story Attack of the Blob Monster. And Adam, the other boy there, says,
2: If you ask me, it was lame.
0: I'm out of (laughs) here. Zach and Alex pack up and leave after him, and they start walking. They walk past the front of a small store that looks blown the fuck up. And it has police tape all around it. And Zach is like, what happened? Alex tells him it was from lightning from the big storm yesterday. They cross the police tape like it ain't no thing, and they walk up to the building. The door opens by itself, and the kids
1: decide to just go right in. Yeah, I love it. I love that this house has just exploded, and they're like, yeah, lightning striked it. Like, like that is like a childhood fear, because like, when lightning storms happen, you're like, oh my god, what if it hits my house and it explodes it? And this episode shows what happens. The audacity
2: they have. <laughs> like like to board it up. Like, it's not even like rubble. Like the people had time to put boards over it.
1: <laughs> Those <laughs> just exploded and put in place. <laughs> yeah.
2: And then they're like, oh no, the shopkeeper's here. It's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> freaking lives here. And like, I wish she was um I'm sorry, I jumped in ahead, but like, yeah, the the building is just It almost wanted to look a little more, like, theatrical. I think that's a big theme for this episode. Like, I wish it was just a little more dramatic. Yeah, I
0: agree. Literally, as soon as they step inside the dark room, Alex is saying maybe they should go. The door closes by itself now, and she's freaking out. But Zack says, No way. Check out this typewriter I found. My dad had one just like it. He reaches out to touch it, and when he does... Coincidentally, there's a flash of lightning or something, and he gets zapped and passes out. I love it. Yeah.
2: Totally cool. Like, get up, and he's like, I gotta take the typewriter.
1: (laughs) I gotta say, Joe, it reminds me a little bit of uh, Return of the Living Dead 2, where that electrical effect zaps all the zombies.
2: Oh, buddy, that electrical effect is used full force (laughs) in this episode, just like Return of the Living Dead 2. (laughs) I love it. It's where all the budget went. They couldn't actually make any other, like,
1: scenes or anything, so they just... Let's put it all in that electrical effect.
2: Yeah, Electrical ex- effects are expensive. I feel like at this time, if it's being used in Goosebumps, though, um, that had to have been like a stock effect.
1: Well, it is like ten years later at this point. Yeah, but, because yeah.
2: when we talked about it for Return of the Living Dead too, it was like, this is where all the budget went to use this one effect.
1: It, it really was. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> Return of the Living Dead
2: paved the way for Goosebumps. <laughs> I respect that.
0: Stands it. on the shoulders of giants.
2: Now we just need naked punk ladies dancing on trucks. I know that's the first one, but if Goosebumps had that, it'd still be the, the biggest hey, thing. Maybe in children. a future episode.
1: That's <laughs> in next week. We we got you on for the boring episode.
2: Sorry, Joe. That's next week. <laughs> oh, Alright. I'll uh I'll wake up again and we'll record. Fine.
0: <laughs> so Alex goes over to Zach and helps him up. And when he gets up, he walks over to the typewriter again immediately, and Alex fucking is like, his lesson.
1: <laughs> yeah. "He's got electrocuted from. Him. He's like, I'm gonna touch it again." <laughs>
2: and and the the same thing happens. So he just falls to his knees, and you know all that stuff. He just keeps
1: getting shocked. That's this is the episode. It's an infinite loop of him getting up and be like, "That oh, that was <laughs> awesome. Let me do it again."
2: It was all a dream. <laughs>
1: Alex is like,
0: what the hell, but he says this thing is perfect for writing scary stories. Alex makes the perfectly valid point that he already has a computer, and Zach's just like, meh. He goes to pick the thing up and walk home with it, when Alex makes the even more valid point that he can't just walk into buildings and steal stuff.
1: (laughs) It's Canada, it's free for all.
0: (laughs) No rules in Canada. Zach tells Alex, this shop is totally wrecked. Who would even care? And as soon as he says that, a hand falls on his shoulder. It belongs to Mrs. Carter, the owner of the shop. She says... You didn't touch anything, did you? As Zach is holding a giant-ass typewriter. Zach says, just this typewriter, like it's not something of hers that he's stealing...
1: I love that. She's like, you didn't touch anything else. And he literally has something in his hands as she says it. It's so Once
2: ridiculous. again, I'm, I'm like, your listeners are going to hate me because I keep saying it in the book. <laughs> it makes more sense in the fucking book. Like, they run and hide and leave the typewriter in the middle of the floor. And she's like, and then she goes, oh, I was wondering how that typewriter got to the floor. Like, he's not just holding it. I like it better.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's funnier.
0: <laughs> Alex explains that Zach writes scary stories, and Mrs. Carter says, you could sure write spooky stories about my store. She then asks Zach if he really wants the typewriter. He says, yeah, so she tells him he might as well take it, but he has to write a really scary story. He's like, hell yeah, and takes that shit home. And, uh... <sighs> That's the end of Mrs. Carter?
2: Yep. Yeah. There she goes. She's, there's no payoff. There's no mystic. No. It's just his.
1: There's no Miss Clove from the tale of the Twisted Claw where she cackles in the end. Nothing.
2: He's also just a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: Damn. Okay, Joe. <laughs> he,
2: he broke into this place and was like, nothing of value here.
1: <laughs> that was pretty great. But like, Yeah
2: like this Uh, shop sucks i'm gonna steal this (laughs) yeah i think it's still it's still a business like uh you know whenever there's a tragedy anywhere you always see signs of like like i know um you know uh, i live in jersey and like when like something like i mean much bigger like hurricane sandy hit and there were signs in front of people's houses of like this is our stuff don't take it It's still theirs. Oh, God. And typewriters are valuable. They're also metal.
1: And it's like 60 pounds. You could kill somebody with it.
2: <laughs> and that's another, like, it, it, uh, there's notes about how heavier it's getting. Like, almost like it's mystic. Like, it's harder to get Ooh. home. So, yeah, all that's lost here. But let's see, it makes for a funnier scene because they're like, oh, just this thing. Later that night, Zach starts his story. Reader beware. You're in for a scare.
0: Then he goes, nah, and
2: crumbles the That's paper shit. up.
0: Would, Joe, was would,
2: that in the book? That was not in the book. Really? Um, no, no. It, it just That's a That's too story self-indulgent night. for RL? But no, it wasn't in the book.
0: And if it was, I, I just thought right that in. would be a funny joke <laughs> so. to add in.
1: It is kind of a good one though, roasting nice. your boy, roasting the creator of this <laughs> yeah. of this whole story.
2: Yeah, I, I like that. That's like um, it's that's that's a fun like jab.
0: Alex then comes in behind Zach for a quick pointless jump scare, and then he settles down to start his story for real. But he needs a good first line. He decides to type and narrate out loud. A line about clouds gathering overhead and causing a thunderstorm. And as soon as he does, there's a flash of lightning and the sound of thunder. Him and Alex are both like, what? How can this be? And that's the episode. Done. <laughs>
2: uh that's the gist of it, yeah.
1: It's about repeat that for about the next fifteen minutes.
2: Yeah, that just that um what else really happens in spans? And they, they figure it out so quickly too. Yeah.
0: They figure it out and then there's just like scene after scene of them being like, all right, but we got to prove it for real again again and again
1: and again. There's these videos that are online of people like they have something set up and they're like, all right, I'm going to do it. And then they keep talking about doing it for the next 15 minutes Mm -hmm. where they're like, okay, I'm just going to twist this and open it up. But first I got this just set up just right. But and then I'm going to
2: twist it and open it.
1: But first and it. That's what this reminded me of. That's what who's, this episode is. This?
2: What's that called? Edging?
1: Yes. Yep. This episode is just edging.
2: Yeah, it's that's kind of where it's at. It's every TikTok, like part one. Mm hmm. You know, it's like, woo, stay tuned for part two and then stay tuned for part three. And it's like, all right, I just, and then this at episode, the end of it, it was like, it should was just... have been a two parter. Oh, God.
1: I would, would, it, it, would should it have? <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad it wasn't.
0: Then the power cuts out and Zach is like, oh, no alex asks him if he's seriously scared and he says a little then there's another sound from somewhere in the house and he goes whoa what was that some footsteps approach slowly and ominously and then his bedroom door opens it's just dad with a candle Fucking dad. he asks the kids how they're doing and then leaves to go tell his wife to not come home until the thunder has passed so the the mom's not in this episode at all, is she? No, uh, no. They just wanted to keep her out of the episode by any means necessary.
1: I want to talk about this dad. Did you guys find him creepy as fuck?
0: Uh, I found him not a good
1: actor. He's got this weird obsession with Alex and it's really creepy. Um,
2: he i talk about it more, but. He's like a poor man's a poorer man Steven Tobolski. <laughs> like that's who should have played this this dad
0: well that guy's a good actor so that definitely would have been so i
2: mean he's a really poor man's version
0: zach sits back down to write the story coming up with a line about the wind roaring and again as soon as he's done the wind blows in through his open window he says what is that and alex tells him dude it's just the wind alex puts her hand on his shoulder and says man you're shaking zach is seriously freaked out but she tells him just type, type. Oh my god,
1: <laughs> she's very bossy about the typing. She wants to read this fucking story, even though she's reading it as he's <laughs> typing.
0: Yeah, as he's you know saying it out loud because you have to speak what you type.
1: That's what RL Stein does he, when he's writing a Goosebumps book. He's just like, and then they die, and then chapter, there was worms.
2: Kidding. You're a genius, RL.
1: <laughs> Put it in every episode.
2: <laughs> the hardest working man in children's literature, RL Stein. Amen. <laughs> I I, I I don't know, I, I hope he does that for everything This is just R.L. Stine This is his misery <gasps> This is his
0: autobiography, he's Zack The best thing to write about is yourself Whoa. Zack does as he's told and types Now he adds a line in about characters named Zack and Alex being alone in a dark house Alex says, it's too dark in the house to type so, they both go downstairs for more candles. The two kids walk around the house looking for Dad, but they can't find him anywhere. Alex has a theory, but then dismisses it as being too stupid. But then she says it anyway, asking Zach about the last sentence that he typed in his story. He says it was Alex and Zach alone in the dark house. She's like, yeah, alone. You made the storm happen, then the wind, and then you eliminated your dad.
1: I know you didn't talk about it, but this is the point where it, like, cuts to the typewriter slowly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Once again, (laughs) we... we remember
2: the book, guys. This is completely, like, word to page. Page to screen. You can't blame them. The gadoosh, too. That's all in there. (laughs) 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 Like, it's written as that. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Masterful. Masterful work. Yeah, guys.
1: The perfect adaptation it's all
2: there on the screen it goes fight club the blob that ate everything <laughs> fi- sc- uh, book to screen adaptations i feel like such a nerd for reading the book and coming on here and just talking about the book you're the most well prepared i gotta say
0: <laughs> no i uh, i love knowing like the differences and the not differences of yeah what's I, in I the just, book
2: i just thought i just thought it'd be interesting. Um, Because
0: I love Goosebumps books and I, like, collected them, but I barely ever read them. So, I don't really know how they compare to the books.
2: I'll be honest, this makes me want to, like, because of how quick I was able to read it, read more and do this more. Mm -hmm. But I won't.
1: (laughs) There's too many.
2: (laughs) Zach questions the whole idea
0: that he murdered his dad with the typewriter, but... Alex turns the whole thing around on him and reacts like Zack is crazy for believing that things like the wind could happen by mere coincidence. So they decide to put it to the test. Zack sits back on his typewriter and starts writing. He types the line, Zack and Alex heard a knock on the front door, and sits back in smug satisfaction. But then, there's three knocks on the door, and the camera zooms closer each time there's a knock.
1: That's pretty great.
0: <laughs> and it does the slow motion. ch, ch-, ch- again.
2: <laughs>
0: Zach goes to check the door, but Alex demands that he not open it. He looks out the peephole, and there's no one there, but the knocking continues. So, Zach reaches his hand out to touch the door, and Alex says... No, please. But then Zach looks at her and reaches just a little bit closer to the door. And this repeats like three fucking times. It's more edging. He just gets closer this and is goes, it. No, don't do it. And then he gets a little bit closer and she's like, No, no, no. Uh, but nah, I don't want to talk does, about it anymore. <laughs> he does eventually finally reach the doorknob. He pulls it open and there's nobody there. And they both
1: agree that that's weird. I saw this on TikTok.
0: Alex says that it's because he just typed that somebody knocked, but not that anybody was there. Mm. Real pedantic, this typewriter. Fair
1: enough, fair enough. He's a terrible author. <laughs> <laughs> he really is.
0: They need to get to the bottom of this. So instead of just typing that there's a pile of money in his room or something... He types that their friend Adam is outside the door drenched in rain. Well, not friend, bully, but we don't know we that don't at know this that. point. Their second best buddy. <laughs> yeah. There's a knock on the door again, and when they check, sure enough, it's your boy Adam, and he's holding a teddy bear that he sheepishly says that he was just returning to his sister's room and then confidently walks into the house.
2: And he's in like Old timey pajamas too, he is. cowboy yeah. pajamas. Yeah, I love them. And, and just like I don't know why I'm not here. Well, I don't know how I got here, but I'm here. Fucking nerds, <laughs> like. The <laughs> like guy's, guy's more of a dweeb than Zach and Alex. Yeah, yeah, but he's got to keep up his tough persona. Yeah, that jean jacket.
1: That's why, I like, spoilers <laughs> later in the episode, he's in like a leather jacket and he turns yeah. into like a '50s greaser, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?"
2: Uh, the cronies—that's <laughs> his them. heel <laughs> turn. <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I didn't—I didn't understand, and you know what? I, I didn't really care.
2: It's missing one more like scare, like like scare they should be doing on like Zach and Alex. More more importantly, Zach from him and the other characters to like hammer home like that's the purpose mm-hmm. of it, of Adam. <laughs> Yeah.
1: They kind of gloss over that shit. Because, like,
2: the school also, like, laughed in Zach's face when they scared him. Damn. And he was, like, worried about it. So, from what
0: Adam says, it doesn't seem like he remembers what happened to him in the moments leading up to him standing at the door. So, Alex tells him Zack made him come there. And Adam looks over and says, Excuse me? Back upstairs, they've told Adam the whole plot. But he doesn't believe it, because, you know, why would he? Zack says he'll prove it, and he sits down at the typewriter again. He types that the storm stopped suddenly. And yep, the storm stopped suddenly. Alex and Zack give each other a high five, and Adam stands up and says, Are you two nuts? You think you stopped the rain? So Zack gets ready to go over to the typewriter for the episode's like 30th proving scene. But Alex stops him, saying... Even if he typed that Adam had two heads, neither of them would believe any of this. Which I don't think is true. At you
2: all. You should have typed it.
0: You can type anything. If anything comes true, because, you know, a blob monster appears, then they could have typed something that's not just a possible coincidence, like the rain stopping. It's not hard to think of, like, an elephant appeared in the room or some, I don't know, Jumanji <laughs> Okay, <shit. well. laughs>
2: uh um nicholas cage uh popped into my door to say hi like that's not a coincidence right? you just wrote that into existence
0: yeah. if that happened i would believe anything you said
2: yeah like i said like i like you said it needed one scene man one scene of not even something like those jokes like literally like a cake full of worms mm-hmm. like or you know something silly and and of that age or like a pit of quicksand Dude, you're knocking on all my childhood fears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quicksand was a big deal back in the day. I thought I was, was. going to die from it. <laughs> uh, who, was, who, who wasn't afraid of Quicksand?
1: Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your best bully buddy? Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to at all. We are so thankful for you spending some time with us. I've got a few announcements to do today, first being, it's almost giveaway time. It's been a while, but we'll be finishing up Season 2 of Goosebumps really soon, so be on the lookout for our giveaway starting pretty soon here. You can get up-to-date information on our Twitter, at PRVTIsland, on Instagram at Private Island Presents, our Facebook group, and more. So be sure to give us a follow and connect with us on social media. This Saturday, we are going to be recording our Season 2 wrap-up episode, so please get your questions in as soon as possible. We always do a fun Ask Us Anything section for every season, and we cannot wait to see what you want to know. So send us your questions through social media, or email them directly to us at privateislandpresents at gmail.com. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash island. On top of all the bonus content you'll get, you'll also get an exclusive entry into all of our giveaways. On top of entries into our Patreon exclusive giveaways. We have tiers starting as low as $1 a month, so check it out and become a patron. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, The Bronze Beth, Eddie, Tristan, Venice Witch, Sarah, and Redemption. The Silver Goth, Shane, Steven, Matt, Geraldine, Aaron, and Brittany. The Golden Day Days, Angela, Faith, Sarah, Shelley, and Matt. And the Platinum Bostics, Brian, Bryce, Farron, and Kathy. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. You can hang out with me live on Twitch. I go live periodically through the week, so, best thing, follow me at Private Island Sea on Twitch and turn on notifications. I'm usually playing Dead by Daylight, so stop in and say hello. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening in, everybody. We really appreciate it, and we will let you get back to the show for now. I hope you have a great rest of the week, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
0: You know what I just realized? Uh, So, Zach, at this point, believes that this typewriter has magical powers, and he's making all this stuff come true, and Mm -hmm. he also believes that his dad disappeared because of his magical powers. But he never thinks to just be like, and then my dad comes back. Yeah.
1: He doesn't think of a lot of I things. I
0: mean, s- spoilers, dad does come back. I don't know cool. how, but... Zach is <laughs> he... an egotistical maniac. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like... He doesn't care about anyone or anything. He'll walk right into your house, steal your shit, and then <laughs> eliminate you with his magical <laughs> oh, my, type wow. of horror. And
2: fuck you the and the consequences. No, there's no redemption arc in him. Not really. No. Like In him finding confidence in his writing, guess what? It's still bad writing. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So basically, we do this at the end, but moral of the story, don't
1: give this kid the power to make anything.
2: <laughs> yeah. And this kid grew up to be M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: While the two kids are talking, Adam sneaks over to the typewriter himself and starts writing. He finishes typing something before he gets up, giggles, and says, gotta go, see ya. (laughs) What a little shit. The two kids run over to check out what he wrote, and it says, the blob monster waited in Zach's basement for fresh meat. Zach goes, aw man, what a jerk. Now I have to rewrite the whole story.
1: Yeah, right, because it was such a page-turner.
0: Yeah, five th- that lines. Whole <laughs> fucking story was like, it was a dark and stormy night.
2: That's pretty much it. There was a knock at the door. No one was there. Then there
1: was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then my friend Adam came and pooped his pants.
0: <laughs> it's a shitty story. Alex tells him, I think you have bigger problems. And then they hear a hissing roar. Zach, who has been present for the last ten minutes of this episode and knows everything that we know about the magical powers of the typewriter, says, What was that? It sounded like it came from the basement. Something is approaching the room now, though, and the kids are preparing for death when Dad walks in with his trusty candle again and asks what's the hubba. <laughs> Zach says that they heard sounds coming from the basement, and Dad tells him, That it must have been him because he was down there messing with the circuit breakers.
1: He just like completely ignores the fact that a random kid ran through his house (laughs) to go outside.
2: (laughs) Uh. He's like, hey,
0: you're not Alex.
2: (laughs) Maybe Adam's like the Eddie Haskell of their friend group where he's like, I love Adam. Why don't you call Adam more? I hope not. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe.
0: So, the dead disappearing thing was just a coincidence?
2: Yep. Like, he there's just no went down to the circuit breaker. breakers and they were like, oh. No, I, it, I think it happened. I just don't think he, like, wrote it back.
1: I mean, he clearly didn't do anything with the circuit breaker because the lights are still uh, off. Yeah, they were was it just
0: because he, he crumpled up the paper so, like, that story doesn't exist You're now? thinking too
1: far ahead. No, you're but thinking wait, way because the, too logically. The
0: monster's
2: still there.
1: No, Brandon, you're right. I
2: don't know. It's because he got rid of the page, I think.
1: Maybe, but they don't say anything about it. They never mention it. Ever, no. No,
2: we just see more typewriter (laughs) (laughs) swooshes.
1: Yeah, we just go back to the (laughs) slow mo typewriter.
2: (laughs) Guys, time was money this day when this episode was produced.
0: (laughs) They just filmed someone typing on a typewriter for ten seconds and then padded that out for five minutes.
1: A twenty two minute episode which has eighteen minutes of content.
0: And that's including the intro and the (laughs) <laughs> End credits. Yeah.
1: That's the content Yeah, That's what I'm here for
0: The kids both grill dad about if he saw anything Unusual down in the basement And he just keeps saying no Then he leaves to go call the power company When dad leaves The snarling roar from the basement comes back And Alex The girl who was screaming not to open the door Because there was a knock on it Says that they should go see What this whole monster thing is all about Zach is like Fuck that And Alex tells him that they gotta go do this to prove, once and for all, that the typewriter is magic. So Zach grabs a candle and follows her to the basement. In the basement, Alex is all, Ooh, are you scared yet? Before they're even down the stairs, (laughs) Zach is like, Well, no monsters here, let's go. But Alex wants to know for sure. They walk further into the room, and then there's a moan and something moving in the dark. The lights come back on, and we see that it's just Dad's gardening gloves swinging wildly in a window for some reason. Then a voice says,
2: Fresh meat.
0: They get closer, and Adam pops out, still in his pajamas. He's sitting at the basement window, swinging the gloves back and forth and
2: making monster sounds. Oh. <sighs> what a prank, huh? He, I mean, it. they, they get him pretty well, though. And just the garden gloves, I, they... Like of these, it's all these little things that we need other setup for. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's that's Zach." Zach that pisses his pants over this.
1: Mm-hmm. When you think about it, guarding gloves are the scariest thing. <laughs>
2: uh, kind of. <laughs> you know, depends what they were used for.
1: I mean, I don't want to do any manual labor, so.
2: <laughs> Zach says,
0: "Really funny, Adam. You should be on stage." The one that leaves at noon. Good good one? So cut to the next morning, Zach has seemingly finished his one-page horror story, and he runs over to the phone and calls Alex, who answers instantly. He tells her excitedly that he's just written his best story ever. He says the blob monster attacks them all. Everyone tries to get away, but the blob monster eats everyone. Fucking spoilers. Okay, she doesn't have to read it.
2: And once again, that should be preceded before him getting bullied. And now he wants revenge. So he writes an angry story about the kids at school picking on him for getting scared.
0: No, he's just an asshole. Just not enough time. Dad pops in the room now and is like, ooh, is that Alex? Ask her to come for dinner.
1: (laughs) Dad, get the fuck out. You're weird.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And he also says, why don't you run out and rent a video for tonight? Zach looks like he How convenient. maybe makes some kind of connection in his brain about the video store and his story. But then he just invites Alex to dinner and quickly hangs up the phone. Later at the video store, Zach is looking at some horror movies. And he's checking out one called Laser Monster. Dope. Yeah. You can also see in the back, uh, there's a movie called Revenge of the Gator People and oh, one cool. called Mummies Thirsty.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm looking at the scene right now, I have it pulled up. He also looks at Phantasm. No, no, no. Is that the right one? What's the one Joe, do you know the one with the tall man? That's Phantasm. Yeah, it's right? Phantasm. He has there's Phantasm in the background oh, I too. I think that. it's the second one.
2: Yeah, I know Phantasm. I, I kinda noticed just like tape over some covers too yeah they
1: had a, uh, they, they didn't expect somebody 30 years later to stop it and look at every cover yeah. of the
2: movies i you know what i that would be like a uh, dream job of mine though like making like fake box art and art. that'd be for, sweet uh, that's the, b- the best part about horror movies i would have liked though there to be just other goosebumps references
1: me too that would have been cool yeah that yeah. would have been like tales like ashley grinner when they had the standout cutouts of yeah um uh, like zebo and um the monster from yeah that are stalker you from, episode dark dragon
2: yeah yeah are for the dark did that so well of interweaving you know or just naming kit the character zebo or it's like my favorite part yeah. or um you know the sardos and all of that they just it was interwoven so well when they could get a good uh easter egg in there mm-hmm. but yeah like tale of fever swamp or something like that would have been cool um as a name. Yeah, anyway. That would
0: have been easy for them to do. I don't know why they didn't.
2: Yeah. yeah Cause they have the, the audio drop of the reader beware, you know, it it's almost too easy.
1: <laughs> and then people like us could appreciate it 30
2: years later. Well that's why they make it. <laughs> Longevity. From
0: behind Zach, someone says, Fresh me, fresh me. And it's tiny little Adam in a denim vest and slicked back hair, surrounded by some flunkies. Adam makes some joke about Revenge of the Gator people and then says, Kitty section is over there. Whoa. Zach responds,
2: I must be in the jerk section. (laughs) (laughs) Just such a
0: George Costanza
2: comeback. (laughs) (laughs) Jerk store is over there. How great would it be if this was actually in the Seinfeld universe? I'd love that. There was like Operation (laughs) um, uh, Threat. What was it? Um. One of the Seinfeld movies, like Operation Midnight, or um, I'm blanking on the names again. Rochelle Rochelle. Yeah, Rochelle Rochelle he was picking up or something (laughs) like that. Adam laughs dismissively
0: and walks away. Zach goes back to browsing movies, and then suddenly there's a commotion. Everybody is screaming and running, and dudes are tripping over themselves to get out of the way. Zach, who I remind you, was scared of the wind earlier walks back towards the back of the store where everybody ran from. When he gets back there, a tentacle wraps around his leg and pulls him down. And we see the monster. And, uh, it's just... It's like a
1: jiggly, sickly, yellowish pile of flesh. Yeah, I love the scene. I think I've been spoiled because I'm older and, like, know what happens. But, like, these people are running away as if somebody in that store has a gun. And Zack yeah. is just like, I
2: need to check this out. Like, no, just run to you. I, you... I'm confronting it. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's very like, it's a small version of like, it looks like um, like a killer clowns from outer space, like, yeah, like a uh, creature that was just like, well, this was in storage. <laughs> you know, the child brothers yeah. left it on set.
0: It's, I mean, you could describe it as a blob, I guess, but. It's not. It's not really like a blob, but it reminds me of Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs. Yeah, that's what
2: it looks like to me. Yeah. it's fun looking though, but it's not a. It's not the blob, yeah. right? It's. It's. it's right. It's, yeah. It's. It's Pizza the Hut.
0: Zach manages to get free of the monster, and then Adam just shows up. He says, "What is this? A balloon?" And Zach, Zach is like, "No, this is a real monster." And Adam says. Radio controlled, huh? Cool. <laughs> yep. He goes up to touch it, and the thing opens a giant mouth filled with sharp teeth and just kind of like lazily pulls him in the mouth.
2: Did I was gonna <laughs> ask you guys this? I mean, I get it, they're kids, that's it's like a kid's show in the bud, but like he was like shimmying into it because they clearly couldn't <laughs> like pull him or didn't have a way to get him in.
1: Yeah, he's, like, crawling it. into it. Yeah, he has, like, an yeah. army crawl. Like, because
2: <laughs> like, the camera stays on that, you know, eating for a minute or two. He wants so you really, to go really it. watch it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is so Adam, you know.
2: <laughs> cool, remote control. As people are running out the store, too, Adam's the one. Like, Zach, maybe he has an idea he wrote this story. Like, he has a kinship with these things. But Adam just been like, I'm cooler than this.
0: (laughs) Dumbass. Yeah. Zach, who's standing nearby, goes, I gotta get to my typewriter, and just leaves Adam (sighs) to get eaten. (laughs) Zach gets home and runs upstairs to find Alex in his room, sitting and reading his story. He says, the story is coming true. The blob is eating everyone in town. Which isn't true, because it ate one person. Alex is like, oh shit, how does it end? And Zach says, I don't know. I never got to the ending. Fair enough. Didn't he call her up and say that he was done with his story? I thought he did. Yep.
2: He
0: yeah, did. It's
1: the best thing I ever wrote. Yeah. <laughs> He's not even done with it. Well, there's only one page, you guys. <laughs>
0: there's a hiss from outside, and Alex checks the window and screams. We don't see anything, though, at this point. uh, For budgetary ah. reasons, I'm guessing. And... She says, the monster is out there, for real. You better think of an ending. Zach starts writing, meanwhile, the blob monster pushes on the front door until it busts down. Which is a cool shot. I like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, Zach writes, the blob monster disappeared. Then he says, no, wait, it never existed. That's even better. Alex yells, whatever, just type. And Zach goes to tap on the keys, but then stops in frustration, saying that the keys are jammed. Because of course they are. The monster busts in through his bedroom door now and
2: just fucking
1: eats the typewriter. That's what it wants. It eats everything. Adam, typewriter, etc.
2: Types a quick four pages out, you know, just <laughs> goes right to the desk. It knows what it wants. <laughs> 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 yeah. Alex is like, that's it.
0: We're toast. But Zach gets an idea. He says, remember when Adam typed on the typewriter? Nothing happened. Because it's not the typewriter. The magic was in me all along. Oh, boy. He suggests that maybe he just has to think about the monster being gone. And it will be. And Alex is begging him to just do anything instead of delivering exposition. Zach closes his eyes. And that, that blue electric... <laughs> Effect is back zapping around Wild. his brain.
1: <laughs> it looks so I think dry. it's actually just his hair, but yeah. <laughs> think Wait, so?
2: I, I have a question. Why that affects there and why not? Why is this the one time he doesn't verbally say what he wants?
1: That's true Good question.
2: He just thinks it. The whole other time he's typing out it's a dark and stormy night. My dad knocked yeah. at the door. Or, you know, whatever. This time he's like, I just, just, okay, let me think about it. I'm thinking, I'm think. boom, gone.
1: Uh-huh. He was wasting everyone's time earlier. Wasting my time. I only have so much time <laughs> on this earth. Zach's here wasting it all.
0: <laughs> After Zach thinks electricity or whatever, the monster shrinks back and then morphs into Adam, just standing there casually. Yeah. Zach yells, I've got the power! And Adam is like, huh? What power? Zack and Alex say, in unison...
2: You wouldn't understand.
0: And they laugh. And that is the end of this episode. He just thinks the problem away. The end.
1: So he has super cosmic powers then, right? Yeah, he's an
0: (laughs) X-Men.
2: Okay. Yeah, he's like the fucking most powerful human on Earth. Okay, so early in the show... I, I alluded that the book does have a different ending.
1: Yes. Yes. In a classic
2: RL Stein fashion. That story kind of concludes how it concludes here. But it closes the book and it's actually blob monsters on their world. <gasps> oh telling, man, oh. Telling, it is aliens. <laughs> telling <laughs> that is so RL. <laughs> yeah. Oh, telling the God. story of Alex and, you know, and and Zach and everyone. And it's like And they're like, that was really good. Um, Since the last page, I could kind of find it. Why did you give such an unhappy ending? I hated it. When the human shut his eyes and the blob monster disappeared, that was so sad. Do you think so? The pink monster asked, gazing down thoughtfully at the pages he had written. (laughs) Yes, his friend replied. (laughs) You should have a happy ending instead of everyone likes a happy ending. The pink blob monster picked up his story. Okay, you're right. I'll change the ending. I'll have the blob monster eat them all. Great, I love it. His friend oh declared. God. Now that's a great ending.
1: I'm glad that they didn't do that because we got that back uh, in Nightmare Camp Nightmare. where That's it was like, um
2: the poster I have right there. It's uh, One Day in Horrorland.
1: One Day in Ho- Oh, it's, I haven't seen that episode. Oh, yet, but oh, no, that's, okay, a camp- that's okay. That's
2: okay. No, no, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's
1: okay. Camp Nightmare is the ending where they're like, "Oh, this is just a secret government testing base." Oh, and also we're fucking aliens, and it's like, what?
2: Oh, sorry. Yeah, Corlin, you're absolutely right. I got my thing wrong. I don't remember what Horrorland is. That's okay. Um, <laughs> no worries. I thought the same. Anyway, yeah, it was. They reminded me exactly of that because it is. And um, I don't know. I guess like they probably just couldn't figure out how to get the blob monsters to talk, but I thought it was so silly because. I honestly, might rewound it after the first watch to make sure I like didn't you know wasn't on my phone or something like that and miss it.
1: Now, just an abrupt ending. I kind of like the abrupt endings. No, they, they just funny. couldn't
2: afford
0: three of those or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're at the end of the episode now, so I think now is a good time to look at the credits and yeah, uh, see who some of these people are. Zach, first off, is played by Scott. Pietrangelo and Loved him in Ninja Turtles I'm gonna say (laughs) Did you guys recognize This kid? Because he was in Are You Afraid of the Dark No I didn't
1: recognize him Do you know the episode?
0: This guy played Tate in the episode The Tale of the Zombie Dice The cool Good at the arcade games friend the one who okay, isn't that... Jay Baruchel,
2: yeah, yeah. Was that one of the zombie dice that was in the revival? Right. Yeah, yeah. it was in season yeah. six. Not as familiar with those seasons. I've seen them. Did not recognize the kid though.
1: I don't either. It's okay.
2: <laughs> this episode of Goosebumps is
0: actually Scott's first acting role, and uh, he didn't do terribly. He's no, not I didn't. Think great, he but uh, he didn't do terrible. But, uh, I mean, that Are You Afraid of the Dark episode is, like, kind of his only other real role. Like, after that, he has six credits for some shorts. And, uh, he did a voice in a TV series two years ago. Mm. Okay. One episode. So, that's his career. Next, we have Alex, who is played by Gabrielle Boney. And she has a decent amount of credits. She's 27. Uh, it doesn't look like she was in Are You Afraid of the Dark?
2: No, I I was mistaken. She looks very similar to, uh, just a little younger, the, uh, the girl from The Night Shift, as we mentioned earlier. So, I, yeah. that was the first thing I looked up.
0: Uh, well, most of her credits are actually before this episode of Goosebumps, so...
1: Yeah, interesting. Like, a, a
0: real, a real child actress.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um she was in seven episodes of wind at my back, another TV series that comes up a lot. An episode of seventh heaven. And just this year, uh, she's going to be in a short called scream ghosts of the past. Is that, oh check. Is that actually related to scream? Yeah. Ghost
2: face. Okay. Yep, you're right. Okay. Oh, fan movie. They're oh, using, okay. uh, I'm on it now. They're using the, uh, Brandon James Masks from the MTV show. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a student film, or whatever this is.
0: Next, we have Adam, who is played by Brady Wetham. And he's in five things. Uh, this Goosebumps episode was his first role, which I think he did pretty good. Mm-hmm, yeah. But he was in one episode of Erie Indiana. He was in 18 episodes of Wind at My Back. And that's
2: pretty much it. I I have one question about his IMDb. His one self credit: the Uber experiment, Stewie yeah. Griffin, Family Guy, and nine and ninety star Brad Wetman on drugs, television, and business.
1: I don't what know did, what that could be. What? What the what hell? It's like it must be a documentary, I guess.
2: Uh, the Uber experiment is a Canadian business, entertainment, reality talk show. That is a mouthful. Filmed <laughs> in a car. It highlights extraordinary stories with extraordinary people and goes deep into the lives of the minds of celebrities, CEOs, influencers, business owners, revealing the stories of their success. I'm sorry. I don't know why uh, I would success. Fail to success. I would fail to call you, Brad Wetman, any sort of, uh, you know, we have more hours recorded between all of us than Brad yeah, Wetman does. For sure. He doesn't even have anything on his IMDb page. I wonder what that show is. Anyways. Oof.
1: I agree. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that is. <laughs> yeah.
0: That that is a mouthful of a title that doesn't yeah. make
2: any sense. It's like comedians in cars getting coffee but with like less people than nobody nine stars. knows. Yeah. <laughs> like extras on friends. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not even going to talk about that. Next. <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> the Blob monster actually has a credit. He's played by Jason Hopely, and uh, I guess he must have done the hisses and growls.
1: Maybe he controlled it, too.
0: This Not guy's sure. credits seem like, uh eh, no. There's a lot of voice acting, but he's got some other things as well. But whatever. He was the blob monster.
2: He directed an episode of Mr. Meaty. That was a weird show. Never heard of that. Oh, it's like a disgusting, grotesque like puppetry show from Nickelodeon um Mid- yeah from the mid-2000s it's just really odd he must just like
1: animate or uh like work the animatronics of stuff or something because he does things like in the thing
2: and like some puppety looking shows and stuff just wanted to call because i'm looking along with you on the imdb um the only one that's like, seems to be a really like, accomplished actress is uh the woman who gave away the typewriter Miriam carvel
1: yeah, the one that was in the episode for one yeah.
2: whole minute. Yeah, she has 72 credits. She was in she's...
1: a lot of things.
0: Yeah, I just wanted to call that out. She didn't do anything in this episode, and it seems like she should have. Especially since she gave him that typewriter, but with a condition. And he never like went back to her and was like, Hey, I wrote this story like you told me to
2: do.
1: That's in the sequel. Thus completing sure.
2: our contract. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. yeah, she was in... A lot, she's in a lot of things. I mean, I see here, like, shit's Creek. She was in Locked Wind at Creed. My Back, so... Oh. I don't know what that is.
1: <laughs> it must be some sort I, I of drama show. I don't know either, show. but
0: everyone in these shows is in it.
2: Oh, yeah, it looks like it, like a little house in the prairie. I'm actually in it, too, you guys. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> the Great Depression in Ontario. And you could tell she's the most accomplished actress. <laughs> I mean, she's got a beautiful IMDb profile picture. That's why it's just there.
0: her picture is just professional. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think the moral of this episode was?
1: I think the real moral of the story is just pick up that typewriter and just start writing about your friends dying.
0: <laughs> that always seems to be the way it goes.
1: Yeah. That's, uh, makes the like, best story. If you
0: have a magic typewriter that makes things come true, stop writing scary shit.
1: <laughs> no.
0: No, keep writing. Make it scary. Scary. I mean, go go one direction or the other.
1: I think the moral of the story is that the best horror stories are one page long.
2: <laughs> yeah, moral of the story for, for me would just be like bad people don't get their upcomings. Karma isn't real. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Zach's terrible. Yeah, and he ends up like Lord of <laughs> the Earth. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we had this problem with Tale of the Dream Machine, too, where just that one was a little worse, though, in terms of like. He makes the girl, like, smooch him and stuff. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah, But that episode did have more donuts, though, so I kind of liked it more. Ooh, I could go for a donut. Yeah. This Dude, episode could use a little bit more. You
0: know, I have a box of Krispy Kremes out there that you as fucking soon always as have recording, I am going to just dig right into. Um, Very jealous. Okay. The Blob That Ate Everyone. It's a pretty decent title, but... Can we do better? What is an alternate title for this episode?
1: The Blob That Eats One Person. (laughs) Temporarily.
0: (laughs) How about The Ambiguous Friend?
2: (laughs) The Blob That Goes Nowhere.
0: (laughs) Pretty much. Hangs out Uh... in a video
2: store. Why is Dad obsessed with Alex? (laughs) What was dad really doing in the basement? <laughs> <laughs> you don't
0: want to know. <laughs>
1: Those are good titles. I like them.
0: All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this episode. Does anyone have any final words?
1: I have some final words, Brandon. I called it. I pretty much knew exactly what was going to happen in this episode, which never happens.
0: Called yeah, it Start the You finish. weren't wrong. Well, there's only, like, two things that happened in this episode, and you nailed both of them. <laughs> it wasn't hard.
2: <laughs> I mean, now you know what to do when you're writing your uh, your scripts out or your stories. Just read them out loud and make sounds.
1: You gotta get the bonus episodes. Gotta be a patron for those.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright,
0: next, Cortland. We're dealing yes. with a sequel. Because we have The Night of the Living Dummy 3. Ooh, Alright. I mean, it probably won't be hard to guess.
1: No, no. Okay, so I'm going to pull up the cover right now. Um, Color-wise, it's kind of like this smashed pea green-looking color in the background. And then the picture itself is uh, Slappy, because obviously it's going to be Slappy. And he's sitting in a comfy-looking chair that looks a little old. And he's got just a gaggle of other dummies around him. Yeah. So we got Mm -hmm. a Slappy episode again. This is great. (laughs) Love Slappy. Um... The tagline yeah, reads, every dummy has his day and his night. Well, why is the dummy got to be a boy? But it's good. I, I'm excited for this episode. I think it's going to be about Slappy. I'm wondering. Yeah. I, I have a feeling it's not going to be the same family, but uh, I hope it is. But it's, it's probably not going to be. Um, I assume there's going to be more dummies because <laughs> this book title, like the the cover makes it look like there's going to be a lot of dummies.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to es- escalate the situation. Otherwise, it's yeah. just the same episode over again.
1: I feel like it's going to be similar to Night of the Living Dummy Part Two, except without uh, Brutus or whatever the fuck the other dummy's name was. What's it's going to be good, though. Doesn't matter. It's going to be good. I don't remember. I don't <laughs> yeah, remember. I'm excited. It'll be fun to talk about. Awesome! Awesome! This is a two-parter, isn't it, Brandon?
0: Uh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, I know yeah. you hate the two-parters.
1: That's fine. If I, if I could have a two parter, I'd want it to be a Night of the Living dummy. And I expect great, fantastic fucking things. And I expect my boy at the beginning telling me that he wrote this Goosebumps book.
0: Yep. You know he only shows up for the greats. <sighs> you better.
1: That's why he didn't show up for uh, Attack right. of the Mutant, because he knew.
0: Ooh, it's a rough episode. <laughs> he was like, no, fuck <laughs> that. It. Well, I think that's it for us here. Joe, thank you so much for joining us
2: to talk about this episode.
0: It was real yeah, fun. Thank
2: you so much for having me. I had a I had a blast mm-hmm. talking, wait, talking a little too much on my end uh, of goosebumps. I had so much fun. uh oh. You know, and, uh, no worries, there's no worries. A lot of richness to these uh these stories, even when we don't think there's there's much just there. so
0: much to talk about. Oh, do you want to tell us about your podcast?
2: Yeah, so, um, you could find me on, um, the Flyer State of Film Network, where I have uh, two shows, really, Flyer State of Film with, uh, four of my co-hosts, and that's just general movie discussion, and, uh, we just goof around and play games, but then, um, I have my personal show called Flyer State of Fear, and I have a guest on, um, uh, bi-weekly, uh, Cortland, uh, joined me for, uh, return of the living dead part two um love to have you on sometimes brandon as well to cover a movie and uh i kind of like to learn about my guests and then talk like the episode kind of like we did today go through it scene by scene um you know hopefully in order but i jump around a lot and uh (laughs) i like to also learn about like what um you know my their horror interests are and their horror origin stories uh and it's just a lot of fun you could follow that um on youtube at Flyover state of fear or Flyover state of film either work or and find it on uh all podcast services under Flyover state of film and uh you know and then i have my personal uh twitter handle chandango one um and uh fly over state fear and you can find all <laughs> that i'm sure my link tree <laughs> um so yeah please tune in and uh, let me know if you're listening for sure
1: yeah i'll have a link to your um to your YouTube channel in the episode description, too, for people to check it out. Awesome. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah. Thank you.
0: All right. Sounds great. Thank you for joining us. I think that's going to wrap it up for us here. I've been up all night. I'll talk to you next week, Cortland. Sounds good. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.
2: It was lame.